Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from the Holy Gospel, this Passion Gospel from John 12, where Jesus said, Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I have come to this hour. This is God's word. Certain moments stick in your mind and are there for a lifetime. This is especially true in the world of professional sports, where there are feats, accomplishments that are just there in our minds. We can't ever shake them. Watched a little bit of the Masters this week, the great golf tournament in Augusta, Georgia. Not too much because it's a little painful to watch places where they're actually golfing in mid-April. Or that's a pipe dream around here. But I still did watch a little bit of it. They talked a lot about Tiger Woods. It was 25 years ago that Tiger won the Masters for the first time at 21 years old and changed golf forever. I don't know if you're a sports fan, but you might know that Tiger Woods always famously on his last day, his last round, Sunday, the last day of each tournament, always wears a red shirt. And the image of Tiger Woods in that red shirt on Sunday, pumping his fist as a putt falls into the hole, that's an image that is stuck in the minds of a lot of sports fans. There's a bunch of them, and you, you Packer fans, you old school Packer fans, remember Bart Starr in the ice bowl plunging into the line. Or depending on who your team is, you might have something different. We have these moments in history as well that have often been captured by photo or caught on film, and they stay with us. The photo of the American flag being raised on Iwo Jima. As the war in the Pacific Theater drew to a close. The footage of President Kennedy driving through Dallas on November 22, 1963. Or who among us who are of age can forget September 11, 2001. And the sight of planes flying into the World Trade Center and those giant towers collapsing. These moments stay with us. Some of them are moments for celebration. Others cause grief and pain. Some cause anxiety. And there are the ones that we all collectively know as a people. And yet there are also ones that are more personal. That only you can see in your mind's eye. And no one else has the ability to recall. It can be a moment of great celebration. The birth of a child. A wedding, a graduation, a baptism, a confirmation. Or it can be a moment of tension, anxiety, pain, grief, sorrow. We have a rare instance here in John chapter 12 where Jesus gives us some insight into his mind, into how he approaches his impending suffering and passion and death. 
Now is my soul troubled, Jesus says. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? Here Jesus enters into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, having been hailed by the crowd as King of the Jews, and yet he knows he has entered into that city for a very different purpose. Not to sit on a throne of gold, but to be nailed to the throne of the cross. And he is burdened, troubled, overcome with grief and sorrow and anguish over what he must do. And yet there it is, isn't it? He knows it's what he must do. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. Jesus knows that is not an option. And yet we know he prayed that anyway, didn't he? In the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, if you will, take this cup from me. But, not what I will, but your will be done. And this is the Jesus that we are invited to look upon on this Palm Sunday, this Sunday of the Passion, as we begin our Holy Week and begin to meditate upon these events of the life of our Savior, that He always does the will of his Father. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Jesus has come, rode into Jerusalem for the purpose that his Father's name would be glorified. That he would do his Father's will. That his Father would accomplish all that was set out before him. And what is the Father's will? What is it that glorifies the Father? It's when the Son is hung upon a cross to carry the sins of the world, to carry your sin and my sin. Jesus came for this very purpose. Jesus came to glorify his Father by dying for your sin and for mine. He came not to demand a throne of gold, but came to take on the timbers of his cross, the iron of the nails that were driven through his hands and feet, because he is the Son who does his Father's will. It is for this purpose that he has come. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, John tells us. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. You see, nothing stops the name of God from being glorified. Oh, we will give our best efforts. We will do what we can to sully the name of God, who, though we are his people, continue to rebel against his word, to rebel against his will, to seek out our own pleasure rather than what pleases God on high. And yet in all things, God will have the glory that is due 
his name. He is the one who has created heaven and earth. He is the one who has created the humanity that is placed into this creation. And he is the one who will redeem it. Who will redeem his people whom he has made. It is God's glory to redeem you. For this purpose, Jesus has come. For this purpose, I have come to this hour, Jesus says, to this moment. The most indelible moment in your life is one that was never caught by photographers. There is no footage of it. We can only look upon it by faith. Because the single most pivotal moment in your life, dear child of God, is that moment when Jesus went forth for that hour, for that moment, to do his Father's will, to hang upon his cross and die and rise again. That is your most significant moment. That was the Father's will. That is the Father's glory. That is Jesus' purpose. Our passion text says that some Greeks came to Philip and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. And dear children of God, that's our prayer as we now embark on this holy week. That we would see Jesus. Jesus lifted up for us. Jesus suffering and dying for us. And of course, I love spoiling this every year as we'll celebrate next Sunday, Jesus risen for us. Jesus' moment of great sorrow and grief and pain is our moment of joy and hope and celebration and life. Thanks be to God, we have a Savior who never fails to do the will of his Father, who fulfills his purpose to save you and free you from sin's grip and set you free to live as God's beloved children. God grant us eyes of faith to look upon Jesus in this holy week and be filled with the hope and joy he gives us through his cross, through his grave, and through his resurrection. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.